It takes something really, really special to not talk about the Iron Bowl in the very first segment of the second podcast since an Iron Bowl win. But something special happened. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Huh. I feel like I played a four-overtime basketball game, and I'm 52 years old. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. That was incredible. Alabama defeats number one team in the country. They weren't going to be number one, to be fair, after this week anyway, because they'd already lost to Iowa State. It counts. counts. It counts. And here's the other thing. I want to get this out of the way before I forget to say it. If you are – look, I, I'm, I've never smoked a doobie in my entire life, right? Never smoked one. Ever. Uh-huh. And oh, say that out loud. <laughs> never smoked one. I'm 52. I've done stuff. Okay. I've never smoked one. But I would, you know, if you're making me vote whether to legalize it or not, I'd probably go, yeah, to legalize it. I probably would. But after today, it might have turned me because marijuana has done something to Bill Walton. I don't know uh-huh. what it is. It has done something to him. That man ain't right. I don't know what the medical jargon is for that, but that man is not right. He said several things that were beyond bizarre and that confused his cohort. But that is something that everybody already knew, and I don't need to go there anymore. Shout out to my main man, Charles Bediaco, who, look, at times... He does look like a fledgling giraffe. I, I'd fully admit this. He, he's not as coordinated as you, as you would want him to be sometimes, maybe. Let me tell you what that guy has. A heart big as a regular-sized giraffe. He is a monster. He played his butt off today. And he deserves the game player of the game, shout-out for all time, Charles Bediaco, I applaud you, baby. You kicked butt today, made everybody proud. And I'm telling you, you you uh, you stepped up when we lost Noah Clowney early in the game. Yep. Brandon Miller obviously wasn't on his game, and uh, Q was playing pretty doggone well. But it's very rare that you see a guy get a chance to take take three game winners and miss them all, and that's what happened. Charles Bediaco stepped up. He really did. Uh, I think. You know, this to me may have been the most exciting regular season Alabama game of all time. I mean, you're playing the number – it has to be, right? You play the number one team, and I know you go, well, they lost Friday. That doesn't matter. They're the number one team. That's what will forever be in the record books. You played the number overtimes and won the game, repeatedly coming back from terrible adversity. They played so hard. I mean, that that was as hard as I've ever seen any Alabama basketball team play ever. And I grew up in the Wimp Sanderson era. I mean, that that was just fantastic. I loved it so much. And Charles Bediaco uh, is definitely, definitely the MVP of this game. Uh, and, and not just people might focus at the end, 
where he did make the game saving block. And uh, hey, credit to the officials who I, me and Luke rip on officials all the time. And I hope we never sound like, you know, that hey, uh, Alabama always wins. We only lose by the officials. That, that, that's not true. And we never intend it to be that way at all. But the officials somehow, some way figured out how to make this go right because Charles's block was an absolutely great block. And had his great block caused Alabama to lose the game, it would have been one of the great injustices of all time. Somehow the officials made it go around. It was unreal. Every player that was playing through the end of regulation and through overtime, including Brandon Miller, who played what seemingly seemed like two hours and ten minutes with four fouls. Uh, I, I know it wasn't his best night in terms of the box score, but uh, but he did play well. Uh, everybody did. Javon, Mark, Se- Mark Sears was the MVP through regulation. I think he sort of ran out of gas. I get it. Um, Javon, uh, uh, Jaden Bradley also playing once the overtime started racking up. We don't win the game without Bradley, but but Charles Bediaco, MVP, and this team is so special. We'll see what they accomplish. Can they, can they contend for an SEC title? Can they win an SEC tournament? Can they go to the NCAA tournament, make it to the Elite Eight? I don't know. So much of that, Luke, is about luck and bad luck and bad bounces and bad calls and good calls. I don't know. I just know this is a really fun Alabama basketball team to watch. Yeah, and look, I want to go back to Clowney for a second. I mean, I hope he's okay. I haven't seen anything yet. I mean, I don't think anybody's seen anything yet, but I think he's going to be okay. But I didn't like the way when he landed, like his – his right leg seemed to be vibrating. I didn't like that. I don't know what that means. I have no, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the hell that means, but I didn't like it. But to emphasize how his absence changed the ball game a little bit, he played what, a grand total of four minutes, maybe, maybe five minutes. I mean, he didn't play long, right? No, no, no. Four. I mean, uh, that's so true. And how Alabama, I'm not saying he's our second best player. I know. But you can't, play North Carolina without him, and somehow Alabama did. Right, and what I'm saying is, okay, if he, I, I don't know exactly when he went out of the game but I'm because the game just ended four or five minutes into the game. He had three rebounds already. I mean, that's, that's how big of a deal his absence is. So, I mean, imagine if he had been able to play the entire game. Um, Betty Ako was – they've got him created with 16 rebounds. I thought he was 17. Uh, three big blocks, 14 points. You know, Brandon Miller – I mean, he, he played his worst game at the University of Alabama so far, four of 21, uh, two of eight from beyond the arc. But, and he missed some real true bunnies uh, late in the ball game. Yeah. He was so frustrated with himself. But again, I think that's a growing moment. And what I'm hoping, exactly. I, I'm hoping Nate Oates says to him, Brandon, this, I know you're disappointed in yourself, but this is a time where you lean on your teammates and say, man, thank you, Charles, for, for bailing us out. I'll be there next time. I got you next time. And that's what you do. Um, Mark Sears, you're absolutely right, man. Let me tell you what I think happened with Mark Sears. You said he ran out of gas, and I get that. As a, as a guy that's played a lot of basketball, I would say I think he lost his mojo because they took the ball out of his hands. Now, we obviously had a plan to let Q shoot the last shot every time because, you know, he's Q's been at Alabama for a long time, and he's been, you know, he's been on earth a long time. So I guess we felt like, you know, he's our best opportunity, but I w- Sears was the hot hand at the time. I would have let Sears do it. Nate Oates is a better coach than I. 
Um, so, you know, who knows? There were some very terrible turnovers. There were some very terrible inbounds plays. My God, the inbounds plays. I mean, it, inbounds plays and field goal kickers are the bane of our existence for the most part as Alabama fans. And um, the, the inbounds play, thankfully, North Carolina had one worse than we did. And then you're right. I want to go back to Jaden Bradley. Jaden Bradley, um, man, he muscles his way to the rim. He's not the most athletic guy we've got on this team. But he muscles his way there, and he gets the shot off the backboard more often than not. And um, he hit one of two free throws. And that's all I can ask for a true freshman who hadn't been starting. And all I can ask is make one of your two. And that's what he did. And so, I mean, look. So proud of this team. So happy. I feel like I want to digest this win a little more to talk about it more extensively. So instead of uh, waxing poetic about this game, what I want to do is right now is tell everybody about upside. I love upside. I'm telling you people, look, I drove to Atlanta and back today. I'd take my kids to the airport and I made sure I stopped at a gas station that is partners with upside because I got nine cents a gallon back. And so, you know, you stop there, you get 15 gallons. I mean, what is that? A, a, it's a bunch of $1 and 35 cents or whatever, not a ton of money, but it adds up. And then you get to change, just put it into your PayPal. It's free. It's free money. So why don't you, just, if, if there was a nickel on the ground, you'd pick it up. That's what upside is. Upside is a nickel on your phone that you continuously pick up. I'm telling you, it's so easy. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back whether it's driving less, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store, whatever it is. But I started using Upside. It's an incredible app that helps people who buy gas, groceries, or dines out. It'll give them cash back. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, to get $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED. Now, I want to also tell everybody about LinkedIn because, you know, we love LinkedIn over here at uh, Locked on Bama. We always have. We always will. LinkedIn, my main man. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is add the purple hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may, and I bet they do, apply. <clears throat> Jimmy, let's go back to the Iron Bowl. Um, oh, nothing. Yeah, it happened. Uh, first of all, did you know this? Uh, uh, Hunter Johnson, who's Twitter famous and, and really just Alabama famous. Let's call him friend of the show. Not sure that's true, but I'm, I know Hunter. You know Hunter. I'm, you know, I'm friends with Hunter. God, this is the worst angle of me if you're watching this on YouTube. I'm not quite this fat. I am fatter than I was maybe two weeks ago. I'm not this fat, but I, I'm not changing it right now. Um Hunter Johnson was tweeting about how he loves to listen to the Auburn radio broadcast when Alabama's winning or when they're losing uh, because he loves to hear, <laughs> you know, Andy Burcham and, and Stan White complain. And I actually, like, when I got in the car to leave the game, I turned it on and my station, uh, the, the first station I could find that had the game on was an FM station out of Birmingham that had the Auburn game, and it was Andy Burcham. And he was saying something immediately about how, uh, oh, there's a hold on J.C. Latham. But I bet you that if uh, 
oh gosh, who's uh, Derek Hall could could say he would tell you that he's been held a lot more than that tonight. And I was like, they just called the holding man. But anyway, my point is. And by the way, I know that play and uh, I watched that play and I'm not 100% sure that was holding, but okay. Doesn't matter. Okay, it was holding. Okay. So my point is, I didn't know this until last night. I thought it was so weird listening to them sign off. Stan White retired. Like he retired as the Auburn color guy, which I didn't know. And I mean, I, I just find that weird. Auburn is so this year, Auburn's gonna be getting a new AD, a new head coach, and a new color guy. That's I mean, did Stan White not do the color all season? Or no, he did it all season. Next season. He's not he's retiring. This is it. That was it. That was his last game. Did he do the game last night? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he he's just, not doing it going forward. No, he's not doing it going forward. I just thought that. And again, that's apropos oh, yeah, of nothing. Like Stan, by the way, I, I, I'm not commenting on how the job he does during the the Auburn. I'm just saying, I, I like Stan White. I, I I know Stan a little bit. I I like Stan. Well, my point is that I just found it interesting that like there, I would have felt. He's been doing it for 22 years. I would have felt like there was more fanfare about it. I had no idea, and I, like, keep up with this stuff. I just thought that was a little bit bizarre. Um, but anyway, uh, let's go – and that's just a weird Iron Bowl note. That's all. Um, well, let's go back to the Iron Bowl for just a second. Uh, continue to, to wax poetic about Bryce Young, and we can do that. If Look, if you, if you guys out there wanted us to do a podcast on – 50 ways we love Bryce Young. We'll be happy to do that. But, um, 50, Jimmy, yeah. what, was there any other, like, maybe unsung heroes in this game? I'll tell you something that, that a guy that's caught a lot of flack uh, for this his performance in this game was Henry Toa Toa. And, look, again, I'm going to go back and say this. I, I think Henry Toa Toa is what he is. He's not C.J. Mosley. He's not Rolando McClain. He's not Reuben Foster. He's – He's trade to priest, and that there's nothing wrong with being trade to priest. There's nothing wrong with that. Not everybody can be the best. So, yeah, we need. To, do we need to upgrade at that position next year to to uh, to to be in competition for a national championship? You're dang right, we do. But I think Henry Toa Toa was better than people give him credit for. Just not as good as people wanted him to be. Uh, that last statement, I, I, I sort of agree with. I have a more of a complicated answer. Uh, I think, you know, the game has changed. The game has changed a lot, even in the time that Nick Saban has been the coach at Alabama. It's not 2009. It's not 2011. It's not even really 2017. I mean, I, the game has changed a lot. And what's asked of guys in the middle of the field Inside linebackers and safeties, I think, in particular, have been affected by this. Uh, I think Henry is a huge victim of we expect the middle linebacker to be Dick Buckus or Reuben Foster or Rolando or going way back Wayne Davis or, I mean, and, and Henry to me is uh, cerebral. He's uh, very good at diagnosing. He's extremely good at getting everybody lined up. And, and, and I know that that's not something that, that, that fans are going to notice and even appreciate. Although coaches, have you ever heard Nick Saban do anything but wax poetic about Henry Toto? So I think there are things that go on that, uh, that Henry's extremely good at. 
that that maybe aren't appreciated by fans that are normally used to seeing the inside linebacker play like a Dick Dick Buckus, and that that's not what's asked of the. I would just tell people to watch for the NFL draft, and and this is what's hilarious about that. One year ago, there was concern among Alabama fans that Henry would go pro uh, after his junior year based on his season and be drafted in on, on day one or no worse than day two. And I was the one. Oh, whoa. That's probably not going to happen. I don't think Henry's coming out. I don't think his draft grade is what y'all think it is. I, I, I think all these mock drafts are wrong. I don't think Henry's the NFL prospect that 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 you got. And I I was correct. Henry didn't come out. He stayed and uh and and tried to improve. In my mind, he sort of did. I, I do agree that there were games uh that he played better than others. And in my opinion, last night, uh the Auburn game was not one of his better games. But I think things have come to what I was sort of talking about last season, which is, yes, he's an NFL player. Yes, there's a future for him. He's not going to be a high pick. But I believe Henry does have an NFL future. And for the people that are being over the top about their criticisms, take it up with the NFL. Because they're going to take this guy and he's going to play on Sundays. And I'm not saying he's a starter. I'm not saying he's going to be drafted in the first round, or even on day two, frankly, which is the same thing I was saying a year ago. But Henry is an NFL football player. He's a very good football player. I, I don't like the – I mean, I get the DePriest as opposed to Reuben Foster, Reggie Raglan, Rolando McClain, Dante Hightower, because he's not one of those guys. But, again, the game has changed. Uh, I think Henry's more, hey, this is what football's turned into. You need a cerebral – guy that lines up everybody, a guy that's pretty decent in pass coverage, a guy that can do multiple things, and a guy who's sort of like the coach on the field. In the NFL, they wear a green dot on the helmet when you're communicating with the sidelines. That's Henry. And uh, I, I think he's a green dot guy in the NFL, and I do think that there is a future for him in the NFL. It just might be on special teams, and it might be as a backup. But uh, same thing I was saying a year ago. Nothing's changed. I think it, with Henry, people just, hey, if you're not a first-round pick, get the get the hell out. And that that's the sort of monster that Saban's created that in some instances I think are sort of biting us more than helping us. And before I go into this live read about Nissan and we talk about the rankings in Alabama's playoff path, I want to caution everybody, we're all chuckling. Let us all laugh at Auburn's coaching search right now. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know you were saying that, and I, here I am laughing. Let me tell you something. When we go through one, yeah. it's going to be unpleasant. It's going to be like a colonoscopy that you that your neighbor does as an emergency, and he only has half a toolbox to use, and everything's rusted, and you don't. All he gives you is half an Advil. That's what it's going to feel like. I'm telling you, it's not going to be fun. So while I'm enjoying what Auburn's going through right now, I'm telling you, Alabama fans, what we're going to go through is going to be worse eventually. So just different. remember that. Different. 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 
but worse. Painful. But painful. But worse. It, yeah. it, there is very few things I'm comfortable in predicting and being adamant about. I am 100% sure it's going to be horrific because for any number of reasons, but I'm, I'm choosing to, let's just put it off another year and go with the Saban guy who, you know, he might be the greatest that's ever done it in the history of the sport. Let's go with him my, and my, put this off a while. For every Alabama fan that's laughing at the Auburn thing, and I'm I'm chuckling. Oh, just wait. But just give me my grandmother. You used to always say, "There, but for the grace of God, go I." Good one. And that is what I'm cautioning Alabama fans to do because when the shoe is on the other foot, and it will be, I'm admitting this. Me, the guy that was called a narcissist <laughs> by somebody else. Uh, I'm admitting 100% it's going to be bad, and Auburn fans are going to uh, eat it up like it, like it's just covered in chocolate. So, And they and should. This, this they is should. why. I'll give the 20 seconds on on why. But wait a minute. i got to tell you about Nissan. Oh, do that. Oh, oh, I love Nissan. Oh, by the way, I owned a Nissan. I had a Nissan Altima for years when I was in law school. And when I got out of law school, I kept driving. I had a Nissan for you. Awesome. Very, very dependable vehicle. Well, you got to go get you another one. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be, well, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be on the basketball court. I know it's a college football thing. But Alabama just beat the number one team. And when I think of the Alabama-North Carolina game, henceforth, it's going to be Charles Bediaco skying, rising, higher than Bill Walton at Woodstock to block a shot that was erroneously called a goaltend and was unbelievably reversed by the officials because they're great Americans. Yes. Oh, I thought you were telling me to stop. You were just No, doing no, the- I'm doing the uh, okay. uh, uh, <laughs> Matumbo. Dude, Dikembe Mutombo was, uh, no, 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 no. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Jimmy, go ahead and do your rant. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, that oh, was- oh the, Alabama, <laughs> the Alabama coach. This is why it's going to be bad, and this is so simple. Luke. And, and so the last thing I want to talk about, it's, it, it's still irrelevant. Nick Saban's coming back next season. I feel extremely confident about that. Uh, but this is why I don't want to laugh at Auburn, even though it is a complete disaster. Luke, uh, between the two of us, and, you know, we have, we have our own show. We know, we know some things. We cannot name a single name. Me and you cannot name one. There isn't one that Alabama can hire that's going to make everyone happy. As a matter of fact, we cannot name any candidate that would make a close majority happy, like the poll when the hire was over that 55% are on board or 60% on board. There's not a name. And that makes the search ridiculous. There's not one. You could name college coaches that have won national championships. No, thanks. NFL coaches that have won Super Bowls. 
No thanks. There is not a name that will make everyone go, well, that's fantastic. I can't believe Alabama pulled that off. There's not one that exists. And that's if, why it's going to be just a disgrace. If Bill Belichick were a centaur with the backside of secretariat, it wouldn't be a good enough coach for what we want. So, let, But we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge. I do want to talk about our path to the playoffs. We are in the AP poll at number six. Um, when I look at these rankings, look here, Jimmy, I, I'm, I'm a realist. And I, I try not to be one of those negative Nellies Nick Saban's talking about. But I personally am not sure we're one of the four best teams in the country. I'm, I, I think it. we are. I'm not sure of it, okay? Because even though – even though we've done a bunch of good things and we have all this potential, I haven't seen us put it together. So that, that worries me. Now, having said that, I want to get in the playoffs. I would take it if we got in the playoffs. So my question now is, how do we get in the playoffs? The only path I see, and this mm. is a very difficult one, mm. I think Michigan – it would be best if Michigan won a close one against Purdue, number one, to make, them, make Ohio State's loss at Michigan look even a little worse. I think it'd be best if TCU got their doors blown off by Kansas State. Yes. And and then, uh, of course, LSU lose to Georgia. Although LSU beating Georgia might actually help us a little bit. Um, and then what's the other one we got to have? Who USC. Else? USC. USC's got to lose. That's it. If USC loses, I think there's a scintilla of a shot. Because it's going to come down to who do you believe in more? Ohio State, who's – a schedule is not as tough as ours and who has a horrible home loss on, on, at a time when it was crucial. Or do you believe in Alabama? Who's got two losses. They're two losses. Can't, can't say anything about that, but they're both on the last play of the game to top five teams at the time. Well, that's interesting. And, and uh, I'm, I'm looking to that myself. I, I just happen to think that uh, Ohio state will be ranked ahead of it. We'll, we'll know the answer to that Luke this Tuesday. We don't have to wait till Sunday. I think we'll know the answer to that this Tuesday when the polls come out if Ohio State's ahead of Alabama. I, I 100 because Ohio State's not playing next Saturday and neither is Alabama. Why would Alabama move ahead of Ohio State when neither are playing uh, next weekend? Uh, I look at it this way in terms of my hope to get in. My hope is that Alabama gets in for this reason. Uh, I'll be in the minority here. Uh, I'm sure nationally, and and uh, my my opinion probably need not be aired nationally because I admit that I'm a homer and biased. Of course I am. I'm a Alabama fan, graduate booster, media guy. Of course I am biased. But this is my point. I think Alabama's best case is against TCU, uh, and that is assuming TCU loses to Kansas State. Uh, almost significantly, but if TCU loses to Kansas State, let me use the word solidly, and USC also lose. I think USC losing, giving them two losses, uh, and not a Pac-12 conference champion, they're out. Uh, I think that moves Ohio State in. I think TCU losing, and so they're not a Big 12 conference champ, that moves them to the maybe category. And now they're in the maybe category with Alabama. And it's a one-loss TCU non-Big 12 champ versus a two-loss Alabama non-SEC champ. Who should get in? What I'm telling you guys is I've already looked at it. Even based 
on today's analytics. So I'm not factoring in the Kansas State loss that would require this this uh, matchup uh, uh, for the committee to consider because even then it's going to be better for Alabama. Even today's analytics suggest that Alabama is a better football team than TCU. Uh, I, I believe they are. Again, I'm a homer. Hey, if you're a TCU fan, you say, I don't care what Stein on, on three Bama Insider says. He's a homer. Yeah, I am. Go ahead. Forget it. That's fine. But I'm just telling you, the analytics suggest Alabama has played a tougher schedule, has more game control, and at, assuming a loss to Kansas State, I think a case can be made that Alabama deserves to be in over TCU because they're the better team. And if you don't believe me because I'm a homer, that's fine. Ask Kirby Smart. Ask Kirby Smart. He's going to put you want to play TCU or you want to play Alabama. I know who he's going to pick. I know who he's going to pick if he had his honest answer. So if TCU and USC lose, I believe Alabama should be in as the four seed and not TCU. Uh, I would put in Ohio State ahead of Alabama. It's only one loss. It's to a top two team. Uh, I know it's at home. I know it's by more points than Alabama lost. I would put Ohio State in ahead of Alabama. I've seen both teams play. Ohio State's probably a better football team based on what we've seen so far. Fair enough. We'll keep talking about this and can't wait till Tuesday when we see what the rankings actually are. And until then, y'all just sit back and bask in the glory of this win over North Carolina, and we will be back tomorrow. We're going to talk a lot of recruiting tomorrow. We will do that tomorrow right here on Locked on Bama. Until then, roll tide.